Happy Thursday. Welcome back to another episode of the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. Today's episode, I want to talk about, I know I'm always mentioning about doing the inner work. And you're probably, if you know me, you probably know what I'm talking about. But if you don't know me, you're probably like, what is she talking about? (laughs) So I want to get into detail of what I do, um, what God has graciously blessed me with, the people he's blessed me with, the things I've been able to do to be free from myself, you know, and, um, and most importantly, right. I want to, I want to let you know, God has been first and foremost, but he's given me the ability to be able to step in and do these things for myself so that I could see amazing transformation. Right. So I cannot wait to share with you about all the things that I do that I've done that I still continue to do that help me to really change because it's one thing to have completely let go of something. It's one thing to be abstinent, but it's a whole other thing to be changing my behavior and recovering from the way that I used to be. And so that is exactly what I'm doing, um, what I want to share with you today. So let's go ahead and get into it. Hello, Mama. Welcome to the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. My name is Monica Alvarez. I'm a faithlet mom of two beautiful babies engaged to my best friend, a woman in recovery, an empowerment coach, and a certified fitness trainer. In this podcast, you will find a place of empowerment, healing, and purpose work, all while partnering with God to help transform you into the woman you were always destined to become. I know that you are struggling to break the chains of addiction, abuse, and strongholds in your mindset and in your motherhood. You've gotten into recovery and you're wondering, what's next? What's my purpose? Well, mama, my mission is to help transform you mentally, spiritually, and physically so that you can become the woman that God has destined you to become. And I believe that the most important work that you can ever do is the work within yourself. You were called to be the chain breaker of your family. You were called to bring light for generations to come. So mama, if you are ready to get on this journey with me, grab a notebook and pen, fill up that cup of coffee, grab a box of tissues as we get ready to laugh and cry because your healing begins here. Let's get into today's show. So before we get started, I just want to let you know that we have a Facebook community group in case you're new around here. We have a Facebook community group under Moms Breaking Chains, and the link is below in the show notes if you'd like to join a community of other like-minded moms. We have that available for you. Um, I want to invite you to, you're already a, a part of that community. I want to invite you that Um, encourage you that if you have any questions if you feel anything like I want you to feel free to ask any questions in there if you don't really want to put it out in the open feel free to dm me Uh, I just want to extend myself out to let you know that I am available if you have any questions and that the community is our community you know and so we have other like-minded moms in recovery in there and uh, yeah so I'm excited to see uh, this group has been growing and so I'm excited about that Also, I do have a Telegram chat group if you are not very interested in being on social media or maybe you are, but you don't care to be on there and um, you can actually go ahead and check that out too. I have the link in the show notes as well. It's a Telegram chat. I put everything in there. And also uh, the other thing, if you've been a listener for a little while, I will love and encourage you to go please leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. 
and so that we can continue to grow this show and reach other people around the world. So thank you again for all your support and for, you know, just being a listener. I appreciate everything and thank you because the show wouldn't be anything without you. So yeah. So okay, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. So what do I mean by when I say the inner work? So first and foremost, I mentioned in the in the beginning that uh, when I say I, right, I want to make sure that something is very clear. Um, God has been so good. You know, I've, I've been given the ability. God has given me the ability to be able to make these changes in my life. Right. And just like anything, whenever I, I know today that God has always been present. Right. God has always been there in every area, even when I was in my active using, even when I was, you know, in my lowest point, you know, any area he's been there for me. And I know that today that even when I felt like I didn't have any control over anything, I've always had control. Even when I was locked there in my drug use, right? I always had a choice. I always had an ability because I've been given the will to, right? The free will to, right? And that's, that's what I'm learning today because even though I've gotten clean, you know, I got clean back in March 30th, 2015. And, um, and I know that a lot of things have changed from then, you know, because even when I got in here and I, I talk about this a lot, even when I got clean from drugs, I was still behaving the same way. I was still acting crazy. I was still toxic. I was still fighting. I was still putting my hands on people. And I remember thinking like, well, wow, why do I still act this way? You know, like, it's like, I, I felt like I was like, acting the exact same way I was. The only difference was I didn't have any alcohol or drugs in my body, you know? So then, you know, God, little by little, right, things started kind of unfolding for me. And God led me to an amazing woman that has been helping me in my recovery. And I, the reason I mentioned that is because for those of you that don't know, um, I've been a part of a 12 step program. Okay. And while I have gotten counseling, while I have been on medication, uh, while now I currently do go to church, I didn't before. Uh, but while I do all those things, um, I got to say that the number one thing that has helped me the most is, doing the writing and doing the work and so like I know that there's a lot of people that don't you know they they maybe make some things about 12 steps and all that and that's that's fine you know for one I respect the program I'm in it's an anonymous program so I don't say what program I'm in but two um I want to just I just want to talk about the actual work that I do because I know you know and and I say this with (laughs) with love not not no kind of judgment or anything but I know so many people that get into recovery um, in the program that I'm in and they've been clean for years and they still live the same way. They're still hurting people. They're still, you know, doing things that anybody, you know, that should, they shouldn't be doing, you know what I mean? And so I, I really understand that even though, yes, it's wonderful to have so much time clean. Um, I know today that I have to change the way that I live. And in order for me to be able to do that, I have to be able to take a look in the areas that I was that I, that I was behaving. The way I see it is, how can we change what we don't know? And so, what I learned through my my process through working the twelve steps is that it's allowed me to see what I've done. You know, what I what not so much what I've done like in a punishing way, but like it just lets me take a look at me because some things I didn't even realize that I did or that I intentionally would do until I started writing some things down on paper, right? And, um, and I know there's some people that are like, well, I don't like talking about this. And I feel like that makes, brings up shame. And it, and while it 
did bring up shame for me. I'm grateful that I am able to overcome a lot of things because because of my shame and because I got honest and vulnerable and because I was able to take a look in these areas, it's allowed me to become the woman that I am today. Like, I can't change what I don't know, right? So if I'm continuously hurting people, like, I didn't realize how toxic I was until my man told me that I was being toxic. You know what I mean? I didn't realize I was still hurting people when I had friends call me out on the way I was behaving, right? I didn't realize that I was such a gossiper until things got back around that I said something, right? Like, and just things like that. Like, we don't know until we're caught out on it, right? Or we don't know until it's put in front of us. And so that's what I started learning about myself was like, wow, like, I really need to work on these areas, right? And that's not just with friends. Like, I did it with family too, you know? And I'm not saying that I'm completely better. Like, I've just gotten... I've, I've gotten way better. Let me say, I've gotten way better, but I haven't arrived anywhere yet, right? Like, I still fall short. Um, I still can catch myself engaging in gossip, right? I can still catch myself getting jealous here and there. I can still catch myself, like, where I... Um, you know, I, I want to hate on somebody when they're doing better than me. And then, uh, but the difference today is that I know that God has given me the ability to be able to change the way that I behave and the way that I think, you know, and while I can't control the thoughts that may come in my mind, I have the ability to be able to shift and think differently and turn that into a different thought, right? That more like a God-centered thought versus a selfish thought, like I used to think. So again, on top of the 12 steps, I want to say that I always have been a big a big uh, advocate for reading. Um, I've always loved to journal. I've always loved to, yeah, I've just been a big reader. I've always loved to learn. So while, yes, uh, the 12 steps did work, yes, counseling helped me for a little bit. There was a time I was temporarily on antidepressants because I was literally at the brink of, I, I, I possibly could have hurt myself, you know. Um, I was using my dad. I mean, there was also a possibility I could have relapsed. So while that was a temporary thing too, that happened for me. And then now being in church, um, I know, and I know that me and uh, Mikaela in the other podcast, in episode 23, we talked about you don't have to go to church, right? But let me tell you what I love about the church, this church, is that they don't make you feel like, like they look, I feel like they're literally teaching you like, a, like a training center. Like they're teaching you about God. They're teaching me about the kingdom of God. And they're, te- and I love it because it's so empowering. I almost feel like I'm going to like a personal development thing every time I go to church. And that's how I know it's different than any church I've ever been to is because I feel empowered when I leave. I don't feel more shame when I leave. I don't feel condemned when I walk out of there. If, if anything, I'm like, man, I want to build a better relationship with God. Like, I know I, he's already there, but like, I want to take my personal time to spend with him. You know, man, he thinks that of me, like just things like that. That's so empowering to me. And it's all because of the teachings that, you know, that they've been teaching. So anyways, I want to kind of talk about some of the things that um, I've been able to do so I, I I was able to get um you know God led me to this wonderful woman that um that ended up being my sponsor in recovery she is still my sponsor and um and she just happened to be like this very like very spiritual she's the one that um introduced me to the church I go to today right and so she had a different understanding of God right and a different kind of love and one thing about her is that um is that I really loved how she was just honest with me, right? And at first I was like, ouch, you know, it's kind of harsh, but it wasn't that she was being harsh. It was that she was really trying to help me take a look at myself. And it sounded harsh to me because the lenses I had on were, 
I was easily offended. You know, I was offended if you didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. And I realized that that was something I carried with me for a long time, which is why I couldn't stay in friendships for a long time, which is why I couldn't hold a relationship was because I was always so offended. You know, I was always so offended. Anything you said, right? And so we started doing some work, right? We started doing some work and I'm not, I'm not going to tag down the 12, like I, I don't, my purpose today is not to sit here and talk about like the 12 steps, right? But I just want to highlight the main things that have stood out that have helped me uh, because there's so many things. I, I feel like at, at the end of it, regardless what you do, right? Regardless if you do a coaching program, regardless if you go to counseling, if you do therapy, if you do a 12 step program, like my biggest thing is if you invite a loving God into to it, right? You invite God and you bring in his love, you know that he loves you and that you're going to invite him into the process, God's going to move through anything, anyone. And if that program or whatever it is that you're doing is for you, God's going to move through that too, you know? And I know today that like, I have just, I know God is present in these areas when I'm processing this work. I know God has led me to be here. You know what I mean? Like, I just know it because I just feel his presence. And as a matter of fact, anytime I'm done doing some kind of writing, I feel like so much closer. I feel such a deep connection with him. Like I'm like, man, you know, cause he reveals things. And the woman that I have that guides me, um, I just want to let you know, like, she's not a counselor. She's not a licensed therapist, you know? And I know some people are going to be like, what? You're going to be surprised. Like, that's what I'm saying. When God moves and God positions people, it don't matter your title. God will use anybody. You know what I mean? When we're overlooking that man that's at the corner that's drugged up, you know, or that you think he's lost, God can move through him to speak to you. God can use anybody. I don't care what state or condition they're in. He'll he'll use a child. Sometimes he uses my little three-year-old and I'm like, what? Like he'll say a little something to me and I'm like, wow, you know, and so uh, to teach me some, some things, you know, and so I'm a huge believer in that, you know, um, so yeah, while you know, maybe a therapist and counselor work. Now, I'm not going to say that counseling didn't work for me. Um, it it helped. It it allowed me to have a place to be able to open up and talk about. And, I, and the reason I had gotten counseling at one point was because um, my dad was dying and I was in a toxic relationship and I hadn't really met my sponsor yet that I had. And so I really wasn't doing any inner work. I was just pretty abstinent. That's around the time I told you I was acting crazy. So the counselor I had, uh, well, they kept switching them. But there was one in particular I had. And she was amazing. I just remember her telling me things and um, and really, like, asking me questions to really open up. And I just felt safe going to her, you know. And then when she left, they had brought in somebody new because she they kind of would switch out counselors. It was kind of like this hidden center um, that they would do. And, um, but I remember getting a lot out of her, you know, cause she was really helpful and she was really loving and, um, she was really understanding. And I love that about her. But then when they moved her out, uh, I was having trouble connecting with the other people, you know? And so I ended up not staying in counseling, but I did probably work with that first lady for maybe like a couple of months. And I really, really liked her, you know? And, um, and she really helped me, uh, because, she just listened and she allowed me to open up, you know. And so then I met my sponsor shortly after because then my, you know, I, I got my sponsor and then my dad passed away a few days later. And um, and it was all in timing, right? Like God positioned the right woman in my life and she's helped me. Um, she's allowed me to dig deep. She's loved on me, you know, and 
she had she had something that I desire and that's the deep relationship she has with God. She led me into learning things about God that I didn't know. And um and I'm like, man, you know, she's so powerful. Like I didn't know about the gifts of the spirit, right? I didn't know about a lot of the things. And she taught me that, right? And I was like, wow. And she taught me that and then led me to the church where I, I'm learning even much more, right? And I didn't even know what a prophecy was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so I'm learning and I love it. You know, I love it because I just really feel when God's moving through me, through others. And um, yeah, and so anyways, she took me under her wing. She helped me. And I really, truly feel if God hadn't positioned somebody like her in my life to help me, I don't know where I'd be at. You know, either one, I'd still be in the same craziness, living miserable, or two, I'd probably be back out putting drugs in my body. I don't know, you know, but all I know is that I don't got to know about that today because I'm not there. And uh, by the grace of God, I'm um, coming up on seven years clean, you know, and so she really helped me. So some of the things we got deep in about, I know you're probably like, hurry up, but I just thought I'd share those things because I know there's a lot of misconception about programs and counseling. And yes, while God is absolutely number one, I know God positions people like God positioned people in all these areas in the 12 years in, in the 12 step program. He positioned people in the counseling. You know, there's people who position me to get me to the church I'm in, like all these things. Right. And we overlook those things. We're like, well, you know, if somebody just doesn't line up with something we say or maybe, you know, they talk about God and it, it throws us off like we're already wanting to be like, no, I don't want to talk to that person. Like we never know who God can position. I truly believe that sometimes God has even positioned people that I've been indifferent about that I don't even like personally, that I wouldn't be their friend. And then he positions them in my life. And I'm like, what? How? You know, but again, because we're not seen from the lens that he's that he has for us, right? We're not seen from a kingdom lens. We're seeing it from a lens of hate. We're not seeing it from a lens of love, right? We're seeing it from a lens of judgment and criticism while he sees us in perfection, right? And so some of the few things I'm just going to tap on here that I've worked on is, um, one, is my belief systems. Uh, through this process, I've been able to really work on my belief systems, what and how I've been able to view God, you know, um, because... I think that even though I came into, you know, the, I came, I got clean and had some kind of belief in God, like I would pray, my, my thinking about God was very distorted. I thought that he always did things to punish me. I thought that he was always out to hurt me and, uh, and that he, you know, if I made one bad move, he was going to strike me down. That was my thinking, you know, and I can't say necessarily that my parents taught me that, but I think I, I, I got around hearing about it. And uh, the one thing I did know my parents would say was like, God's going to punish you, you know, and uh, and I, I went overboard with what the punishment would look like. So <laughs> that's what I would see. And then uh, so it really helped me be able to look at my belief systems and not just about God, but about um, myself, about relationships, about what I believed in, especially becoming a mom. My belief systems have changed so much than from before I became a mom, you know, and again, my, my daughter's one and my son is three. And a lot has changed. I've been able to see things from a different lens. Uh, my belief systems about relationships, like me and my fiance, we're getting married this November. Marriage wasn't a big thing in my family. And I shared about that before. Like marriage wasn't a big thing in my family. Like even though they stayed together, I rarely saw anybody. My mom and dad and a lot of people in my family like never officially got married. They were they considered themselves husband and wife, but it was not like marriage just wasn't a thing, you know, um, but that loyalty was. And so getting married you know when my fiance proposed to me it was like wow it was beautiful but it was also something different because I never really saw that happen you know in my family so yeah we're getting married and you know and, and I'm just I'm grateful you know I'm so grateful like I love um you know I love what we've built I love our family I love what God has been able to do 
for us through us changing our lives, right? And um, and so my belief system about relationships too. Um, and then I shared about how I used to be with women, you know? So my belief system about men changed. Like I hated men for a long time because I thought they were all like my dad. Well, guess what? I had to change the way that I think about men because not all men were like my father, you know? Not all men, you know, were abusive. Not all men were toxic, you know? And so when, when I, I got with, you know, my fiance today, I was like, man, like for the first time I had somebody that loved me and that respected me and that poured into me and didn't co-sign my behavior, you know? So I was like, man, I'm, I'm grateful that I don't have to behave that way anymore, you know? And then, so that's about the belief systems and that all comes out spread out. It's not just in one area. Okay. But then it also talks about, uh, I've also, um, worked on my spiritual growth. So that's another area that I really have worked on that has really helped me to be able to be the woman that I am. I truly feel because, because not only about changing my belief system about what I think about God or how I view God, but it's also allowed me to grow spiritually. Like I've had to, you know, I, I talked about when I hit my rock bottom in my active using, I don't, I, it didn't look the way anybody thinks it looks. It didn't look like living under a bridge, being homeless, losing everything. Like I was blessed that I didn't, but I was spiritually dead. I was like, I just wasn't, I, I, I was functioning out of shame and out of guilt and, uh, and I always wanted to numb my feelings, you know? So I really had to learn and develop spiritually and grow. And one of the most beautiful things that I think a lot of people miss in this 12 step program that I'm in is that it talks about the whole purpose is to awaken spiritually, you know? So yes, while people may think one thing, I know for me, like I see God in a lot and a lot of, while he may not be and everything, I know that I can invite God in and there's been things and books and stuff that, um, that I've, I've read before, like outside of what I'm talking about, but I'll pray about it. Cause sometimes it don't sit in my spirit and I'm like, I'm going to read, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pray about it. And all of a sudden I'll feel God like move me not to read that or, and I'm like, okay, you know, and I won't read it. You know, I won't feel moved to want to keep reading something or I'll just feel like it's a little off and I'm like, okay. Or like if I hear, if I read something that kind of has a teaching of teaching about God, like in that condemning and punishing way and something outside of what I've been learning about God, I, I personally just won't read it. You know what I mean? Like I, um, I just won't. And, and it's not like, oh, you know, cause their, their teachings are wrong. It's just not what I learned. And to me, it's taken a lot of work for me to get outside of that kind of thinking about God. And so for me to go back into it and, you know, I, I, I'm just saying my experience about God has not been what I used to think about him. Right. Because I used to think God was so punishing and harsh. But the truth is, everything in my life has led to me to believe that God is so is loving. Right. God is love. So how am I acting in love? And if I'm if I'm reading things that are trying to put in my mind that he's not a loving God, I don't want to read it. That's just that, you know, that's just where I'm at, you know. So that was one of the things for my spiritual growth. And the third one was definitely like my mindset. I really, really had to change my mindset about a lot of these things. So, yeah, the shift had to occur. Uh, my thinking had to change. And while, yes, there was so many good things that were happening and so many things, like I, I told you, I was already real big about mindset because I've always loved to read. Um, I was an athlete. I had to work really hard on my mindset. It took a lot emotionally um, and mentally for me to step into the ring to be able to compete and uh, and just to you know channel my mind. So I really feel like even early on, I was pretty strong-minded. And, um, and I, I really had, um, I was grateful that, 
um, I was really, I, I, w- I was always reading books when I was younger about my mindset, about how I think and, you know, and how it can affect me in the ring when I was competing. So early on at age like 20, 21, I was already reading a lot about mindset. But then when I got in recovery, I really started learning about a different kind of shift. Like that mindset had to occur even in the way I think about myself. Um, just the way I view God, I had to think uh, the way I view people just starting to really have to shift my mindset about what, um, let me see, what's the word? I went blank. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) My mindset about, um, me changing my whole life because one of the things was like, there were some behaviors I wanted to hold on to. And then there was some that I was like, Oh, this won't be too bad, whatever, you know? And, um, and they, and then I would see that even though I was doing good in some areas, my life, my mindset was so self-sabotaging. Like I move forward and do good. And then my mindset was like, would kick me back a little more, right? Because of the way that I think, right? And one of the most profound things that I learned about, um, is something in church. And this is why I love this church because when we hear the word repent, right? It's like, I don't know. I'm going to say for me, I'm not going to say we, I'm going to say me. It's always sounded real condemning, like repent, repent, right? Cause maybe maybe religion has used it to make us feel like it's a punishing thing right and then the church i go to is like you know what repent means it just means change the way you think you know change your mindset and i'm like what that's simple right and it's like wow and so while it may seem like something simple it (laughs) have you tried changing your mindset about something you know what i mean it can be difficult and but the most beautiful thing is that by learning like i said mentioning the things before mindset my growth, my, my belief system, um, I've been able, you know, God has given me the ability to be able to change my mindset. Again, God's given me the ability. I have to act on that, you know, because I think a lot of the times before I would just sit around and be like, well, I turned it over to God. I'm going to sit around and wait, you know, not knowing today that yes, while God, you know, I, I, I'm always going to bring things to God. I'm always going to pray about it. I'm always going to want to be in this alignment. But sometimes I'm not going to hear from him right away. Sometimes I'm not going to feel it in my spirit. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? Let me step into it and I'll know maybe if it's not in God's will, right? And I'll do it. And then there's things like, you know, if I, it, it, like, for example, the podcast, I was struggling. I, I was like, I want to start the podcast. And for like a year, I wanted to start this podcast. And then even then somebody, you know, spoke a word over me, a prophecy, right? And about like speaking. And I was like, "Mm." and I was still doubting it, right? But I didn't realize that even though somebody spoke it out, that God had seen like that they had seen this for me, right? And I was feeling a little bit. I was like, I don't know what kind of confirmation I was wanting, but I think I was wanting a for sure. Like, you know, I wanted a clear yes. And the truth was I never got that clear yes. But when I stepped out and started in podcasting, I felt in my spirit, okay, this is what God wants me doing. You know, like I knew it. I just knew like I was like, this is, you know, this is it, you know, same thing with my boxing thing. You know, my box fit queens, the, you know, with the women's boxing, it was like, I felt the nudge, but it was like, act on it. And I acted on it and it's, it's going, you know? So I'm like, okay. So now I'm knowing today that like, wow, yes, God may, you know, some of us get a clear yes. I've probably gotten that maybe once, I don't know, um, uh, but it's different for everybody, but a lot of times I feel, I feel it, um, it, you know, and everybody's different, but I think that if we're just waiting and waiting, I'm going to wait for God to move, I'm going to wait for God, like, God's waiting for you to move, you know what I mean, and I was like, man, so now I know that um, when I make a decision, 
I'm going to have to apply some action. When I turn things over and I'm asking God to take it, okay, well, how am I making a decision to step into that direction, right? If I want to ask for something to pray about it, and I feel like, okay, like there's a little nudge to go, I'm going to go. And sometimes I may not feel it, but I'm going to step into it and see. And sometimes I'll know it's just like it's not God's timing. So those are just some of the things. And then uh, the other one, uh, the, uh, the next few ones I'm just going to talk about that I really had to take a look at in this process is take a look at my relationships, my behavior patterns, just kind of how I'm looking and how, uh, how I treat people. Like, well, I guess basically like some of the common things, right? And again, some people don't like this. Some people don't like that they gotta, you know, that they look into things. I do. I like, I like to be a better woman. And, and because of me doing these things, because of me doing the inner work, because of me, taking a look in these areas and look i'm gonna tell you right now they were painful they some of these were painful okay it was painful to to look at how how i used to treat people it was painful to see that i was such an abuser but let me tell you had i not did this writing had i not stepped in to do this kind of work i wouldn't have seen my patterns i would have thought oh that was just once in a while that was almost every relationship i was abusive in just so you know you know what i mean and uh and i was i was the abuser you know i was controlling and I, was, I would manipulate people. And most importantly, I was toxic. But I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have been able to change those things or work on those things if I was still in denial that I even did those things, you know? So while, yes, some people are like, oh, I don't like to take a look at that. Like, yes, God heals. Yes, God absolutely does. But in my case, I really feel like God revealed those things to me so that I can be a better woman and that I could share this message with you. And that I can set, you know, hopefully we can set you free, you know, from this. And I say we because I know God positions people and I feel he positions me to be vulnerable. Sometimes I'm like, God, why do you want me saying all these things, right? Like, why, don't this, why does this stuff just come out? But I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I'm vulnerable. I'm grateful that I worked a lot on the shame. I worked on the guilt. I worked on the embarrassing things. I worked on the degrading things I did because I know I'm not that woman. You know what I mean? Because catch me on a bad day, I'll probably go right back into that kind of shame and condemning thinking of myself, you know? But I'm grateful because I've done work on this area and I've been able to overcome and I've been able to cry and I've been able to say, turn it over to God and know, God, this is not what you say about me, that I am the woman I am today. And maybe that's where you're at. Maybe you're still using or you're still in a relationship because you're afraid they're going to know, they're going to say all this embarrassing stuff about me. They're going to know this embarrassing stuff. Oh, I can't stick, get out of this toxic friendship because they got a lot on me, you know, but you're still carrying around because you're still afraid. You're still scared. I had those friendships. I had those kind of relationships. And you know what? It may did. It may have gotten out. I don't know. And honestly, I don't care, you know, because I set myself free today by sharing with you how I've how I've come to the other side. I've done a lot of embarrassing things. You know, I'm talking about those embarrassing things where you wake up the next day and somebody's telling you and you can't even remember because you were so loaded the morning before and you didn't even know you got the cops caught on you. You didn't even know that you were fighting and you're like, what? Because you were so blacked out, you know, those kind of embarrassing things. That's just some of them. That's not even not, like half of them, you know, but again, it's like, but I, I'm, I feel free from that because I know that's not what God says about me. I know I just wasn't in a place, you know, I, w I was operating out of pain for so long, but, and maybe you're operating out of pain. Maybe you're just operating out of like, I'm just scared to make a move. I'm afraid. And it is, it is going to feel scary, but I just know that with God's love and guidance, we're all going to be good. You know, I just know that his plans for us I always think about that, right? If his plans are to prosper us and not to harm us, 
why do we feel there's going to be harm in stepping out and doing something different that's going to be good for us? And that's making that change again, that whether that's you still using, whether that's you um, still in those bad relationships, whether it's you still behaving the way you behave. Like, you know, I really just think that we carry so much and nobody's asked us to. God never asked us to carry all of this. He's asked us to turn it over to him. Right. And I didn't know that for so long. And that's why I kept using. That's why I kept carrying the shame. That's why when I, I, you know, I didn't want to change my behavior. That's why I had a wall up. That's why I was so prideful. You know, I had, I always felt I had to protect my image. I had to worry about what other people think about me. Oh, but what if they find out in this? I'm like, you know what? I'll let you know now today. Like, I, I just, I just feel, I just want you to feel so free. Um, and just know that a lot of these things that I've done, I, it's, it's through God's, you know, God's hand in all of this. Again, a lot of this work I did wasn't with a licensed therapist, but I know God, God was all in it, right? God is the number one. Yes, therapists are amazing. Yes, counselors are amazing. But God will position a person that has no degree that can help you more than somebody that has a degree. Let me tell you. Because if we're, if we're forgetting to invite God into our process, you'll be surprised. You know, like I did a lot of things without God in it and I've done a lot of things with God in it. And I can tell you the difference and how I feel and how things have happened, how I've operated. And so, yeah. So, again, um, first one is belief system. Second is spiritual growth. Third is the mindset. Uh, fourth is the relationships, uh, the shame and the guilt. The next one I've looked at is like the fears, right? Um, I really had to take a look at my fears and just fears of things that I, um, you know, that I'm scared of. And, and that could be anything. That could be in my family. That could be in my, uh, gosh, in my business. That could be in my relationship. That could be anything, right? And I know we carry a lot of those. And then I talked about my behaviors. Like that's another one I had to take a look at was my behaviors. Okay, so how I treat people, how I hurt people. And basically by looking at behaviors, it was just looking at my patterns. Because a lot of times I think we're in denial and we don't like to take a look in these areas. And the truth is that uh, God like really revealed some things to me through that process of me writing. There's just so much freedom. And like I said, I've always been a journal. Like I've always liked to journal. I've been journaling since I was like in my using days. Like I was always journaling. And so writing and freeing myself, um, I just felt like the way I did it differently was like I would pray and then I would just kind of be like, God, what, you know, in your will, I'd answer the questions and I would just start writing. And I would just sometimes like later when I'm reading it over, you know, I would be like, wow, like, where did that come from? Because I was allowing God to like move through me, right? Like just, just free myself, free myself, um, writing on that paper with no shame, not fearing that I'm going to have to share it with somebody close with me. And, um, that was going to help me be free because yes, while God knows all these things, a lot of the times I feel like we free ourselves the most when we're actually admitting it out uh, to someone that we trust. Again, I'm going to make that very clear. Someone that you trust. This is some of this material. I'm going to tell you right now. Some of this stuff is not shareable for this podcast. You know what I mean? Some of that material is not to, meant to be put on a social media status. You know? Um, and I'm talking about like super deep stuff. Some people have had like really, really deep stuff. And um, while I don't know that I carry a lot of that, I'm pretty open with y'all. Um, there may be, be like one or two things that I just, you know, for the sake of family and everything that I just won't share out of respect. But 
um, yeah, there are just some things that I know, like I use proper discernment to know what's meant for me to share out or not, you know, but majority of the times I'll share with you the feelings behind some things. And I'm pretty very open and honest with y'all here. Like I, I do, I share a lot of stuff with y'all that I went through. Um, and then the last one that I want to talk about was kind of like, um, Oh no, two more. I'm sorry, two more. Uh, what, what number seven was like my resentments. Okay, so it just let me take a look because a lot of times we're mad at people, we're upset with people, and basically our resentments are our premeditated expectations. I mean, expectations are premeditated resentments. So it already tells me if I'm expecting somebody to do something and they're not doing it, I'm already gonna catch a resentment with them. So I'm basically I'm already planning the resentment. I'm planning the bitterness, the envy, whatever it is, I'm planning it already against you if you don't do what I want you to do. So my resentments allowed me to take a look in areas that I was really disliking people or maybe even in ways that, um, let me see, that I felt people let me down and I'm taking a look in those areas, right? And so, yeah, that's one area that I got to take a look at that really helped me to be able to, yeah, to, to help me out. And then the last one is my amends. Uh, I had to... They're in order in the 12-step program for a reason. But w there was a time where um, when I, when, right when I had gotten clean and I told you my dad was dying. And obviously, I had just started on my process. So while in the program, it encourages that, you know, you don't do that until you've hit that certain step. Um, my process looked different. Uh, I felt moved before I even started working my steps because my dad was already going to pass. And I know that um, there was a time where he was barely talking. And I felt it. I felt God moving me to go talk to him and, and speak to him before. And I'm so grateful. And that's that I was like a baby. I mean, I'm still a baby, very baby. But I was a baby baby and learning about like moving and, and like when God has you move. But I just did it. I felt it and I moved on it. And I went in the room and I sat down with my dad and I started talking to him. And I started telling him that I love him. And that I thank him for everything he did. And that I know he did the best he could to raise us. And that I would love him. And that I was going to miss him so much. Because I already knew he was going to pass away. He was already in hospice care. He was like 90 pounds. You know, he was, he was like I said, barely talking. He was barely eating. And um, and I felt, the, I felt the urge to move and talk to him. And I'm so grateful that I did. Because he got to tell me something beautiful. Right? He told me how much he loved me. That he was so proud of me. And uh, and we had a moment and I hugged him and we cried. Like, it was the first time that he got sick that I, like, we cried, you know. And I held him. And uh, because I knew I was, you know, I knew that he was going to be gone soon, right. And I, and I, I didn't want to miss out on the opportunity to tell him how much I loved him. And how proud I was of him for doing the best he could to raise me. Right? Us, as his children. And let me tell you guys. I'm probably going to cry. <laughs> that was the last time he ever spoke. Can you imagine had I not moved on that? Like, I got an opportunity to make an amends to him. He got to talk to me back. And then he stopped, he stopped, he stopped talking. He couldn't talk anymore. Had I just waited a day later, I would have missed out on a beautiful opportunity to express my feelings. And I mean, not me to him, but him to me, you know? And uh, it was just so beautiful. So, yeah, while... You know, the amends process is, it's beautiful, right? And, and most importantly, it's to free ourselves from the hurt that we did. I've done a lot of hurt to people. I've hurt a lot of people. 
And I never meant to. I was hurting people because I hurt people. I hurt my father because I was hurt by him. I was mean to my dad. You know, I hurt my mom because I was in pain and I didn't want her to ask me questions about what I was, why I was doing this. You know, I didn't want to believe the pain she was going through watching her daughter killing herself every day. You know, uh, I didn't want to listen to the people that were telling me I probably should go get help. I was hurting people that I was in relationships with. I was hurting friends. I was hurting people I didn't know. And, um, and I didn't mean to, right? But I wasn't in the right state of mind. And so amends gives me an ability to free myself. And I know that God forgives me already, right? But the most beautiful thing that I've been able to do is forgive myself. And this process to me is that way of forgiving myself. You know, um, I've been able to talk to people, love on people. It's been beautiful, you know, and I've been able to mend some relationships and some haven't. And that's okay. But all I know is like, the number one thing is God has always forgiven me. He forgives you. He forgives you for everything you've done. God loves you. He forgives you. He forgives you if you hurt people. He forgives you if you abandon your children. He forgives you and loves you if you've aborted your children. He forgives you and loves you if you've hurt your children physically. He loves you. He wants you to know and to step into that because you're so beautiful. Your children are so beautiful. And you in your past and everything you've done through a broken state doesn't define who you are. You can change, right? He loves you even if you're in the lifestyle. He loves you if you're a stripper. He loves you if you're a prostitute. If you've prostituted, he loves you. Because I know he loved me through everything that I did. And it was because of his love and his mercy and his grace that I was able to step into something different and find somewhere else to go. And so I want to share with you that I know we get so caught up in our differences. We get caught up in our shame. Our shame keeps us in places to avoid us from doing the work. And partnering with God to do the work. Let me say that. From healing from moving forward, from forgiving ourselves. We think we got to stay there. And that's not what, that's not what we were called to do. We were, you were called for such a big purpose in your life, whether your children are in your life or not. You were called for a purpose. You know what I mean? Like, you, I just wish that I could give you a big hug, right? I wish that I could hug the pain out of you. And, um... Because I know that feeling somebody once hugged the pain out of me, right? Somebody once loved me enough to tell me that I could have a different way to live. And that God loved me. And that I needed to forgive myself because everything I did, God doesn't see me for that. You know, I think we get so caught up in all this judgment and, oh, judgment day and this. I'm sorry, guys. That's religious garbage. I'm going to just say it. I'm just going to say it. It is. Okay? I'm learning things different today. That's not the God that I serve. That's not the God that I know we serve. And again, it's taken a lot of learning, the church, everything that's teaching me, all these things. Because the number one thing that can counter that is if scripture says God is love. If God was so pun if God punishes us and God looks at us with shame, how is that loving? That's contradicting of what God says He He is. If He says He's love. And we're thinking God is punishing us. How is that God? 
how you know what i mean like are, are we saying god is bipolar <laughs> that's what one of my pastors said it was so funny and we cracked up because he's like is god bi- bipolar like i i bet you he ain't you know what i mean so if he says he's love why do we still treat ourselves like god is out to hurt us all you know what i mean and um yeah and you know what if i can't if i can't convince you anything else that god is loving i just hope that you take a look at my life because i did a lot of embarrassing and degrading things if God was so punishing, I wouldn't have been able to have this beautiful life I have today. I wouldn't be able to be here to share with you and tell you that he's so amazing and he's transformed my life. I wouldn't be able to tell you that. But I can today because I believe it. I feel it. I live it. And every day that I wake up clean with my family, living different, thinking different, I know that this is what God has wanted for my life. And I want to tell you, that if you're still on the other side of this and you're still in pain, like God has that for you too. It's not going to look like mine, but God has a beautiful plan for you. So you have to believe it. Please, please don't live in shame. Don't live in guilt. Don't do that anymore. You know? So I just want to share that with you because I think it's just so beautiful, this process, but we got to give it a chance. You know, when, when we turn things over to God, we need to act. We need to move, you know? We want to pray about it, and then we want to sit down and just wait. Well, I'm waiting for God. When is God going to come pick me up and move me? You got to move, and God will be with you every step of the way. So I just hope that this encourages you. I just love your mamas, and I just really pray for your heart, you know, and harden your hearts. Uh, renew your mindset because you're in for a beautiful journey. And uh, if you give yourself that chance, thank you. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye-bye, mamas. Thank you so much, Mama, for listening to today's episode. If this show impacted you in any way or touched your spirit, it would mean the world to me if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a written review. Not only does it bring me so much joy to see how it's impacting you, but it helps to grow the show so that we can continue to spread this message to moms all over the world. Thank you so much again for helping me grow this mission. God bless you, Mama. Bye-bye. Happy day. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.